G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. When you drive through the southern portions of Jordan, and it's a little bit like this in the southern portion of Israel as well, it's the mountains of Edom. It's dry. You think, how could anybody survive in this? Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. is something that happens overnight most days, but we don't often notice and rarely we pay attention to it. Often it's gone by the time we walk out the front door, but the Bible makes mention of dew quite a lot. And that's what we're going to be learning about today on Foundations. I had not actually really thought about dew because, like you said, you don't even notice yeah. it. But if you actually go and do a bit of a search on in your Bible app, dew is mentioned a lot. Mm. In fact, the word dew is mentioned 36 times in 35 verses. That's in the New American Standard uh, translation of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and primarily, it is associated with blessing. And it's used poetically and symbolically in a lot of places. And it's very different kind of blessing than the blessing that comes with rain. And if you go all the way back to the very first Passover, the Jewish people have prayed tefillat tal. It's a prayer of blessing for dew, as in water and moisture on the ground, as opposed to the Jewish people. This prayer that they have asks that God would bring a light out of the darkness and draw Israel to himself as a root finds water from the dew. I want to come back to that right at the very end. Mm. Okay, That phrase about bringing light out of the darkness. Okay, So just keep that in mind. Okay, so if we did a comparison of, say, the rain and the dew, there are some really distinct differences between rain and dew. Well, obviously, as we've already said, dew is oftentimes unnoticed, whereas rain can be very noticeable. You can have very heavy rain, so there's a a bit of noise to it sometimes, whereas dew is silent. Yep. It sort of just appears in the night and then it, by the time the sun comes up, it can be gone. You don't even know that it's been That's at right, all yeah. sometimes. So it can it be gone. And rain is attention. invasive. Yeah. If rain turns up, you're suddenly restricted to what you can and can't mm. do outside. If the rain stays for any length of time, you can't drive on the grass because you sink down into <laughs> yeah. it. It can be a hazard on the road. Yeah. If you get too much rain, uh, too much rain and it floods... Yeah, flooding, of course, is you don't never get flooding from dew. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be a pretty yeah, heavy dew, that's wouldn't right. it? And and as you said, the dew is silent. You can't hear when it arrives. You don't know when it's gone. It doesn't leave any damage. Mm. And sometimes, once the sun comes out, you can't even tell that there's even a mark there. Yeah. There's there's nothing. It's but the dew is very dependable as well. Whether you know it, notice it or not, mm. it turns up. It does its thing, and then it leaves. And it doesn't make a fanfare, and it doesn't draw attention to itself. Yeah. It's It's kind of like the BP, the silent achiever. (laughs) (laughs) So why would the Bible actually mention dew at all? I mean, 36 times in 35 verses in the New American Standard Translation, 
I mean, it's just a natural occurrence. It takes place. But what is the big deal about dew to the point where the Jewish people actually have a prayer about yeah, dew? Yeah, that's right. The fact that they pray for it, that's uh, that's quite uh, surprising. Yeah. But uh, we, we see it uh, referenced right throughout the Bible. Yes, I mean, you do. Starting with Genesis. In Genesis 27, it says, Now may God give you the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth, and an abundance of grain and new wine. So once again, you see that the blessing is kind of associated with Jew. Precisely. That's just one example. Then if you look at Exodus 16, 14, and Numbers 11 and 9, 11 verse 9, I'll just read them back to back. It says, When the layer of dew evaporated, behold, on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake-like thing, fine as the frost on the ground. And when the dew fell on the camp at night, the manna would fall with it. Mm. So in these verses, you see that, that the dew is actually the source of provision. This kept those Hebrews alive for 40 years. Yeah. Thank the Lord for dew mm. every well, night. Well, I guess you can see why they, why they would pray for it in that sense, <laughs> wouldn't you? Because it, did, exactly. it was part of their provision. And it was not only that, but that was in a very barren and hostile environment. Mm. And it fed them. That came, the food came with the dew. Amazing. It's amazing. So also uh, Psalm 110 is another place where we read about dew. It says, Your people will volunteer freely in the day of your power. In holy array, from the womb of the dawn, your youth are to you as the dew. Yes. Yeah. So, so when you look at that, God is actually saying in the context of that psalm, that he was going to stretch out his scepter. Well, what's a scepter? It's his authority. It's his protection. This is his power. Mm. And he was going to stretch this over his people. He was going to rule them right in the middle of all of their enemies. And in spite of their efforts to harm them, but then he says, but your youth are as the dew. So the young, the youth of the nation, Mm. they were going to, what does the dew do? It brings provision. It brings protection. It brings nourishment. It brings fruitfulness and blessing and, you know, Life where it would be barren. That's what the youth of the nation were mm. going to do. And that was how, what God was going to uh, be. That was part of his authority over his nation. Amazing. And then if you look at Psalm 133.3, it says, It's like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded blessing, life forever. Mm. Then, Mount Hermon, which is talking about there, because you think, oh, who's Hermon? (laughs) It's Mount Hermon in Israel. It's in the far north of Israel, and it's right on the very border today with um, Lebanon and also Syria. Actually, portions of Mount Hermon are actually in Lebanon and Syria. They they share it with Israel. And it's the highest mountaintop in the whole of the nation, but it's from Mount Hermon where it's snow-capped much of the year round where the, that is the headwaters of the Jordan River. Oh, right. So the dew on Hermon actually nourishes the Jordan River, which in turn nourishes the Sea of Galilee. And from there it goes back out to the Jordan River. And from there it nourishes the Sea of Galilee. And it is a main water source in mm. the whole of the nation, vital for life. Yeah. And so it's, he's talking about this, this blessing that was that, that source of blessing, that nourishment, life forever. This is what dew is associated with, this picture that you see. I've been, I've stood at the very headwaters of the Jordan River at a place called Tel Dan and where the water comes straight down off Mount Hermon. It's really quite sensational. It's absolutely beautiful. But then what happens if there is no dew? Uh, We'll look at this in a little bit more detail uh, next time, but we've 
got time to look at just one verse, just one verse. And that is Genesis 27, 39. It says, after I remember the story where um, uh, Jacob uh, tricked Isaac, his mm-hmm. father, into giving him the blessing of the, f- the firstborn. Isaac got tricked. And then Esau came in frantic. He says, what about me? Haven't you got any blessing for me? And this is what Isaac said to Esau. Behold, away from the fertility of the earth shall be your, dwell- uh, your dwelling and away from the dew of heaven from above. Now, that's mm. what I call a blessing. Yeah, that's right. A way there, where there is no dew, there is no blessing. There is no life. There is no fruitfulness. And and I'll tell you something. Having When you drive through the southern portions of Jordan, and it's a little bit like this in the southern portion of Israel as well, it's the mountains of Edom. This was the dwelling place of Esau and his descendants. And it's very red because Edom... Edom means red. It's very red. There's lots of minerals in the ground and everything, but it's barren. Mm. Very little vegetation at all. It's dry. And you think, how could anybody survive in this? And that is this picture, almost this barrenness, lifelessness, fruitlessness, um, without dew, without this subtle, gentle, daily, reliable, dependable, source of life and nourishment for the earth. When it's not there, nothing grows. Mm. You can see the significant difference. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, and it's a savage difference. It's, and it, considering the fact that dew is gentle um, and dependable and soft and, and silent, mm. you end up with a very savage, barren, harsh environment without this very gentle contributor. Mm. It's really quite contrasting. Yeah. But we'll spend a little bit more time delving into the lack thereof of dew. Next time on Foundations, we will compare and contrast the dew and how it can be a blessing. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.